Welcome to the acclaimed podcast, Deep Dive with Andy and the White Whale. Welcome to the Deep Dive. There were some upsets today. Uh, there were uh, some shenanigans. Are, chances are, uh, if you were in a Survivor League and you were still alive, uh, better luck next year. because the Colts let you down, the Saints let you down, the uh, Chiefs, maybe you had them, they let you down. Um, Only the Ravens were the uh, obvious pick that uh, made it through. But if you had the Ravens left uh, after some of their easy wins so far this season, I would be surprised. So I'm not exactly sure who's left in survivor pools. Uh, You would have needed a pretty miraculous pick to stay alive today. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think overall our reads were pretty damn solid on the week. There were a couple of games we felt really strongly about, uh, that came through exactly as anticipated. Um, those are always fun. Steelers Rams is the one that immediately comes to mind. Um, That one pissed me off from the get go. Yeah. Even, even when it was just down, they were down seven, nothing, but it was on on a defensive defensive score. It was a defensive score. And the whole time, I mean, before, before the Pittsburgh Steelers evened it up at a touchdown each, it was it felt bad to be down a touchdown because they were in control. They lo- they were the better team in that game at that time. They were the better team for most of the game. They had a few, and the the, the pass rush for the Rams can't be discounted either. That safety, Jesus Christ, they came yeah. through with their hair on fire, and he didn't have a chance. He was no dead. Chance. He was lucky that wasn't a touchdown because they were on him like stink on shit. And he's like, he didn't fumble that. But it's always nice when you bet on a team and you suffer the fate of a defensive touchdown against you if you get one back. Because how often does that ever happen? Where it just, it evens out like that? I can't yeah. that happen very often. So let's stay on hashtag, that game. For hashtag a blessed. Yeah, let's stay on that game for a second. Steelers defense conceded three points. Yeah. Well, they're legit. It's a, and I actually, it was funny. We were talking about Tomlin, and I made a joke about how the defensive coordinator should give more credit, but he was the linebackers coach that you know brought up the Joey Porters and uh, everybody else from that. I mean, he's been the linebackers coach. He's been with the Steelers for a long time. Think about all the linebackers that have been developed in that time. He's probably a really, really good defensive coordinator. Let's maybe get a look at a head coaching job here in a few years and be really bad yeah. at that, like yeah. most defensive coordinators are. Yeah, but uh, you know, a lot of credit to that pass rush inside, outside. There was a lot of defended passes. Like, uh, uh, what do you want to say? The the coverage there. Yeah, nice. I thought. Uh, yeah, I mean, and, you know, that the, the perception of um, the perception of the Steelers is at an all time high. They've had three home games in a row. Previous to that, they had a road game against the Chargers and another home game. So it's it's really been a long time since we've seen them truly tested, uh, which makes it tough to kind of really say, oh, well, now they should be considered in the mix for this uh, six-season playoffs. Uh, you know, but, you know, obviously the Raiders and the Raiders, you know, I guess we've got to think about the Raiders and the Steelers. Are they, like, long shots to, speak, you know, come back and get in the conversation for their division titles, no, um, especially with the Chiefs taking a loss today? Um, but you know, there's, there's still, you know, there's still quite a lot of sorting out to do in the AFC, I suppose, especially for, you know, those wildcard spots, which now look like there's a lot of options. Yeah. You know this because you sent it to me too, but I'd, I'd seen this previously. If the playoffs started today, the Steelers would be in. 
Yeah. That yeah. that's uh it's it's what Steelers and Steelers and Bills for the wild cards. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's yeah. uh Colts and uh, Colts and Raiders on the outside looking in right now. Yeah, when we saw some of the injuries early in the season, it's not really how we had that pegged, but yeah, they like you said, they've had a nice stretch. <clears throat> and everything comes with context. You can't just say, Oh, they're not that good because they had a nice stretch. Teams that get it done and find their way into a wild card through adverse situations are teams that win games they're supposed to win, win close games like this, win games at home, win games against the Chargers who don't have a home. Like this is yeah. this is how you become a team that gets to nine and seven, even though you lost your quarterback, and gets not only your quarterback but a couple running backs. They've had a plethora of injuries. Like that, this is a team that I'm gonna have to look at the schedule. I'm not. So Super psyched about any of the teams right now. As far as is this, uh, is this Steelers team a team that gets a win uh, against the Browns on the road on Thursday Night Football as two and a half point dogs? Does that line shock you again? Cleveland again, two and a half, three point favorite chalk at home against a team that, by all metri- you know, by all accounts, you would not expect this to be lay the points with Cleveland. Yeah, they. The the reasoning, the main reasoning we talked about this a lot on Sunday for us, which you backed him early. I don't know why I waited and had to sit and think about it for a while. I'm like, God, all the nice things I said about the Steelers, how am I not on them? The number's even better now, so I ended up backing them this morning. The main reasoning was the pass rush versus Goff. Up the gut, disrupting him, causing him problems. I mean, you've seen it, multiple sacks, multiple pressures, hits, hurries, turnovers. I can think of another quarterback who has similar tendencies with a similar offensive line coming up on the schedule. I'm probably going to lay the Steelers again or take the Steelers. Mm. I'll probably take a money line. Rookie head coach with Freddie Kitchens on Thursday Night Football. Last chance of the season to fade that situation. Okay, so this is – I guess the question is – Cleveland didn't look good today. They got the if, win. Yeah, no, no. That, that was I was just going to go there next. Like you had the Bills. I thought your look was fair, but I thought at one point we were going to be making jokes about uh, Josh Allen fourth quarter comeback game winning drives. To, you know, statistics that he's just you know compiling these, but uh, not to be with the. I thought it was bad decision making by McDermott to not go yeah. for it on that fourth and four to put it on your kicker's foot was pretty dumb. I thought you needed to get some more yards. You had time. Um, Instead, they went for the super long field goal and did not get it. Um, was it blocked? One of the ones at the end of regular was at the end of time was blocked. I, I think that, that was, was the Kansas City one. The Chiefs yeah. one, yeah. Um, the, um, Rudy was offside. Yeah, that's right. That's that's true. Uh, the Bills did not come away with the win today. What was your major takeaway from that game? Cleveland lucky to get this win, or was that the win Cleveland needed to now get a little bit of momentum going down the home stretch and, and try to salvage anything about this season? Baker threw it 38 times. Chubb had 115 yards rushing, and they only put up 19 points at home. Like I'm still not super psyched about it. The offense looks good at times, but then – I don't have to tell anybody who watched that game or follows the NFL what happened in the red zone. Like that, that was the best part when there was like a minute 44 left there when they scored and pull up the box score. Now when they scored that touchdown, it's like, Oh man, they're in the red zone. 
This is like this is sweet justice one way or the other. Either they're gonna show people that they can get this done, or it'll be the biggest freaking joke ever that they run like eighteen plays inside of the five and don't get anything. So I guess that that was good. Good on them to grind out a you know a close win against a tough defense at home, but it's not an impressive win. I, I don't think the offense looked that good. Baker Baker's 26 of 38 for 238. He didn't throw a pick, at least. There was some goofy turnover luck. Why would you say at least? Well, I, I know. <laughs> I know. It sucks for he, us. Sadly, he didn't throw a pick. I know, sadly. sadly oh, us. no. He's got – Minka Minka has got two or three of them next week. Yeah, like, that would be – For sure. Okay, so then picks. 40 and a half. Are we looking for an under here? Because, I mean, there's nothing about Pittsburgh's offense is no, that's uh, that's not a bad look. Jeez, dog for you, under. Yeah, I mean, we know Freddie. Kitchens if you could only bet one, to what would wrinkles. you take? Let's not only that. Let's say I give you Pittsburgh <laughs> plus three. I'll give you a minus one ten Pittsburgh plus three. You taking that or an under forty and a half? I think I'm taking under forty and a half because I could see Cleveland winning like a nine six kind of game. Oh my God! Can you imagine a nine six? Yeah, I can. I can very much imagine it. Or a 12 9, even. I, you know, there's just, there were a lot of, I mean, they're in the same sense. We said, uh, you know, the Rams only scored three offensive points. Uh, what Pittsburgh had a touchdown that was pretty damn questionable. Uh, and then a second defensive touchdown that was pretty damn questionable. Uh, and then did they score anything else besides field goals at that point? I don't think they did. They just got the one field goal in the second half after that. So it was the, it was very much, you know, kind of a, a testament to their defense that they got the win against the Rams today, not anything the offense did impressively. Um, yeah. And, you know, I think Jalen Ramsey did a good job of taking away Juju Smith-Schuster, but, but they couldn't run it all. They couldn't get the ball away from Aaron Donald. Every snap Aaron Donald was like in, you know, it was just disrupting every play. I don't know that the Browns have a defensive player that is of that caliber that can do that same sort of thing, right? Miles Garrett's not playing up to the level that Aaron Donald is or even close this season. Um, yeah, I guess I, I, I think I'm, but I think I'm still looking for that. under. I think this is still an under look. I yeah, don't think I want the points it. with the Browns. I mean, with the Steelers. Oh, I, I'm not taking the points. They, uh, We're, going yeah. We're going straight up, baby. Should have done that this week. <laughs> I know, really, Sam. I feel dumb about that. Um, but at the uh, same time, I was dangerously close to betting the Bills straight up. Mm, and I, okay. hashtag, again, hashtag blessed to take those three okay. points in an yeah. push. Yeah. I thought that that Rams-Steelers game was going to set us up for two this week. Like, we could have come back and grabbed some cheap Rams and faded the Steelers. Yeah, but I wanted to be like five. The price is not built. The price is not built. Steelers, I gotta say, I don't, I don't think at least. I mean, to fade the Steelers this week, like the price no. is just not there. Um, how about the Rams though? Sunday night, oh man, are they gonna flex this? Is it too late to flex this? It absolutely should be flexed. For we Texans, can't get Houston, Ravens. Baltimore. Yes. God damn it, we're gonna get Bears, Rams on Sunday night football. Mitch um, Goff. <laughs> Mitch had Mitch had um, it was similar to the Raiders game in London where Mitch had like a fever dream of like quarter. a quarter where it's like oh I'm I'm gonna be okay for like a few drives here and then nothing before nothing again where they came yeah. back against the in in London where they came back against the Raiders and they were good for a little bit. 
And nah, yeah, that was a that was a weird game. That was a weird game for uh, the Lions. So I was pretty convinced that I mean, I, like the way it started, and you know, like the Bears, you know, kind of couldn't couldn't do anything uh, offensively deep in their own territory for the most of that first quarter. I was like, oh my gosh, like I can't believe I've, I've got to have infinity CLV on this Bears minus two and a half, and they're gonna infinity. they're still not gonna yeah they're still not gonna freaking win like that's the way it felt and then then they exploded but uh, i was a little just worried about on. you barely held on you, they barely you, held on you like, melted yeah, yeah. oh uh, we would have started and done 30 minutes on the bears <laughs> if they had not covered that two and a half after that because honestly like we didn't did we i don't remember if we said it publicly on the podcast but we definitely talked about it behind the scenes like we kind of heard whispers before the Raiders game that Stafford wasn't right. Uh, we heard more last week uh, after we kind of made the case for the bears. It was, it became like, especially, you know, talked about amongst the, you know, the community of people we were with. And uh, yeah, it was, you know, surprised that he got pulled um, for a fractured back, fractured vertebrae in his back. Sounds uh, do, you think we see, do you think we see him again? Probably not. Right. Uh, just the, with the state of where they're at with their record, and his age, like he's got years left in him. I don't know if I'm <laughs> rushing. I'm not rushing him back. Why let would you? Drisk- I mean, especially uh, after this loss. Let Driscoll play. And yeah, after this loss, I'm not rushing him back, which sucks. Did you see? Do you uh, see if you anything? Have any of those receivers in fantasy, or if you had any hope for betting on the Lions based on their fun offense this year, it sucks because they were fun. That offense was fun. They, I, I got to tell you, like even late against uh, the Bears, they were alive. They got oh, yeah. a huge touchdown by Kenny Galladay. They had some shots to tie it up there at the end. Uh, that was closer than a, I mean that, that was closer than the seven point scoreline. I thought, um, and the books respect Jeff Driscoll apparently because I'm looking at they hung a number for next week against Dallas. Uh, I'm looking at Detroit plus three at home. Um, that's a lot of respect for Jeff Driscoll. Yeah, man, I don't know, but I don't know what to do. I really wanted to fade Dallas in this spot because this is like, this is like a super low spot on Dallas's schedule. Dallas is coming off a primetime game that's being played right now against Minnesota. They have the Patriots on deck. Like this is a terrible, low, God awful sandwich spot for them. Yeah, what um, if they're coming off of ass whooping though? They look kind of bad today. They look kind of bad. It's early, but they do look kind of bad. Um, my under is in jeopardy, which was disappointing because I felt like that was a really solid play. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I wanted Total, to back to Detroit, were but I don't think tricky I can get involved now. this week. I, yeah, there were. I don't know if we. I don't yeah. know if we won a total between us. I lost my two. I didn't have infinity at CLV, but I had very nice CLV on the Ravens <laughs> under and the Ravens. And like somebody said that, you know, the Ravens can cover this total by themselves. Well, yeah, I know that, but I didn't think they would. Obviously, I, I thought I thought this was a, you know, just we don't need the MVP moment from Lamar in this game. You don't need to beat this team by a thousand, but they're not coached that way. They don't take a week off and just beat this team by like 15. I was I almost was considering the the Bengals at one point. They were I thought you know it's one of those spots where they're kind of live because it's a garbage game for for the for the Ravens. Mm. So the Ravens go to Cincinnati and win forty nine thirteen. 
previously this season, they went to Miami and they won 59-10. Um, they have this tendency to beat the ever-loving shit out of terrible teams, which is uh, an interesting note, although yeah, not a lot of terrible teams left secondary. on their schedule. Well, there's a terrible secondary coming up. Well, what do you make of this then? Let's talk about this because Houston's coming off of a bye. Um, but we have to note this is not just a bye. This is a, uh, a post-London bye. And those have not gone well for teams this season. I think teams coming off of a post-London bye are 0-6 so far against the spread this season. Just off the top of my head. Yeah. The Rams were the, one of them this week. They looked they looked like they were sleepwalking. Um the, uh, the Bengals obviously had no chance of covering today. Um, I think that was more on Finley, but, but uh, I didn't watch hardly any of that game. Um, what do we make of Texans? Bad spot for them? Do they get shredded by this otherworldly Ravens team, or have the Ravens kind of peaked? I don't think they've peaked, but I also don't – I don't see them getting – well, they might get shredded, but they're going to get theirs. The Ravens' defense is susceptible to some things. And what's his face? Deshaun – He's he's a stud. Yeah, he get okay. him rested, get him healthy. They're gonna get theirs. Like this fifty is low. This should be. A 50. Oh, dude, be- I was gonna play a game and make you. I was gonna guess what the number was because I hadn't looked yet. It's fifty. Yeah, it should be fifty-two. It should be fifty-three. It's a touch low. Our our buddy Dwayne already played it. I'm gonna play it. Like that's the Texans will score. Texans get to twenty twenty-five pretty easy, and I think Baltimore is just gonna keep doing what they're doing. Because it won't even – it doesn't matter if they have to keep up with somebody. They apparently just keep their foot on the gas anyway. So I guess I'm, I'm not worried about like, oh, they need to – they need to, that Houston to keep scoring so they keep scoring. That's not a thing, I guess. Hmm. Are, you doing, are you doing dishes? No. Uh, I can see 20 – Oh. Yeah, I can see both teams getting to 24 points pretty easily. Um, and then that's just a matter of who wins. Then it's in overtime. Oh it's in Baltimore, I guess. So we have to keep an eye on the weather. If it was in Houston, I'm I'm, I'm plugging that over and not looking back. Um, it's looking lovely on the coast this weekend. Is it? Huh. I don't it was know, that. What did you think of the snow in that Green Bay game? It was depressing because that's what it looks like outside at my house right now. <laughs> you getting snow? Yeah, not much. It's just flurrying, but it still sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, hmm. <laughs> one I want to minus four and a half is fair. Total is I'm a little sh- low. I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to look for an over there. Um, Boy, Baltimore is just dynamic as hell offensively, but I don't want to overreact to their game today. Um, what did you make of uh, Green Bay, Carolina, while we were talking about Green Bay and the snowy game? Yeah, you know, people make things out of the refs, but maybe they had a point. That was pretty rough. If you had Carolina, like, super sorry, because you probably took it in the shorts and that. Like, you deserved a better fate. That was uh, that was ugly in a lot of ways for the uh, for the just because, of it, just because of the ending. What did you? Well, like, I mean, the ending. I mean, just that? there was a lot of calls. It, it just didn't seem like a, a very evenly refed game. There was a there was a uh, a roughing call. I mean, just outside of the the last play. And I will say, my opinion on the last play was he may have been in. 
but there was zero evidence. There was zero shots of it. You couldn't see him getting in. So I, there's no chance they were ever going to overturn that. So I don't know. The, it was a weather game. I thought Carolina looked decent at times, but again, there was some, there's some goofiness. Like they had a turnover in the end zone. Carolina probably live to win that game with a couple, a couple little bounces their way. You throw a pick in the end zone. Rogers just doing what he does. Rogers slinging it. That's that's such a tough way to lose. It's just watching him roll out every time and beat you, and just constantly making third down conversions. It's like, yeah, I, what was there? I, I felt like I don't have any evidence or stats on that, but I felt like they got most of their third downs. It was kind of like the opposite of the Rams game. The Rams, man, they were like one for fifteen. That's how you yeah. can tell your. That's how you can tell your defense is peaking. They're just murdering you on third down. It felt so much like that Rams Niners game, the way that yeah. went. Oh yeah, where it's like, well, you're not going to move because you can't get the ball off. You can't hold on to it for more than two seconds. You're done. Mm-hmm. I didn't have a ton of takeaways. Uh, the Panthers continue to need McCaffrey to bail them out, and if he doesn't, then they're going to lose by eight, I guess. Mm. They're not going to be like they're not going to be real. Yeah, they're not going to be real good teams with what they have right now. Like Kyle Allen's mm. been good, but I don't think there's some some threat in the playoffs. Are they a spot to back this week with Atlanta coming off their Super Bowl win against the Saints? Mm. Uh, probably. That if you had to tell me I had to back a team, there would be Carolina f- for my lungs. <laughs> yeah, there's no yeah. way I'm back Af- after that game from Atlanta. Like that just felt like the. All right, let's let's save Coach Quinn day after you know after it came out that Arthur Blank was looking closely at him and monitoring him week by week. It's like all yeah. right, let's win one for the Gipper and the, can we the put a Saints. little tinfoil hat on and uh, and ask if uh, Sean Payton was conveniently uh, conveniently distracted by his uh, upcoming nuptials and his his engagement. He was not focused or prepared on that game and that game plan. It just happened to maybe save Dan Quinn and. That uh, is a convenient uh, coincidence that uh, Dan Quinn retains life in Atlanta for Sean Payton. Sean Payton's getting married. Is it to that other dude's wife that he was <laughs> that he was <laughs> living his his second family or whatever? I don't remember how all those rumors were. I'm gonna have to I look up that story that. now. I, I do not know what the deeds are on this. I just saw that they the, the people were fired up because he got engaged over the weekend. I was like, really? You didn't do this? Uh, you know, like during your bye week, dude. Like, okay, <laughs> whatever. Um, but, yeah, no, Dan Quinn pre- presumably gets to coach out the rest of the season. Uh, we've made jokes in the past, are we better off with him in the league or out of the league from a betting standpoint? Um, and I feel stupid about that game because we talked about it a bunch. You <laughs> said, are we taking the like, 14? I, like, I'm, oh, I'm that taking sat the with me all week. That sat, that sat with me all like, afternoon. This? Like, like, this is such a bad line. But it's Atlanta, and they stink. And uh, like, should, like, like if they can get to twenty, then this game's going over. And you know, they're probably covering fourteen. It's probably going over. Which of those two am I going to pick? I ended up opting for the over, which was DOA because what New Orleans got nine points and failed in every red zone opportunity. Yeah, had, we so had was, no, we had no good read on this game. I don't think we, yeah, we didn't see a scenario where the Saints would. I don't, it's not like they threw away a week, but wouldn't you want to try to keep up with the Niners? Do everything you can, make every week important, try to get that one seed. Now there are two games behind the Niners if the Niners can get it done tomorrow, in which they are a touchdown favorite. 
So what do you make of the, uh, what did you make of the injuries for the Saints? Problematic long-term? Yeah. For the I NFC mean, hopes? We need, we need some updates on that, but yeah, Lattimore's a big deal and they lost a couple other guys. Like if, if, uh, if Lattimore's out, yeah, it was Lattimore, right? Not yep. Apple. Yeah. Lattimore. If he's out, that's an issue. They're good. They're good defensive back. Yeah. No, that turns him into more of a one-dimensional offensive team, and that's going to be an issue. Hmm. How about uh, Thomas? Did he get dinged at the end too? Yeah, it was like a weird. It was like a weird thing, like on the last play of the game or something, where it was the meaningless play injury, which that's a rough way to go. Hmm. He okay. just laid there while everyone else was running off. I don't know. We'll have obviously more of updates on that once we get the win save. Mm, okay. Well, uh, give me your takeaways on the uh, uh, on the Saints and the Bucks here. Any thoughts? Over. Yeah. <laughs> like, if Lattimore's out, fifty-one and a half. Are you kidding? Saints bounce back. The Bucks defense was getting scorched by a gimmick offense and a bad head coach. And now you have a good head coach, a good, you know, albeit noodle-armed quarterback with some offensive weapons. That could be this could be a really fun barn burner. Hmm. Hmm. More disappointed by the Saints or the Chiefs today? Oh, I for sure the Saints. Like they, Even they just that was a flat down. spot they, coming off their bye. I mean, should it be should you ever have a flat spot off your bye, even against a bad team? You need to say, let's get fired up. Let's come out hard in this first half so we can take the second half off. Let's get this done. We're a way better team. This team is trash. Like, Why would you want to let that become a flat spot for you, coming off rested with all this time to prepare for a team you've seen two times a year for infinity? Like, it's, a really odd, it's a really odd performance for them. Hmm. Whereas the Chiefs, they did what they could. They just don't have Yeah, they blew a lead though with their with their with their captain quarterback back. Yeah. Captain Austin took they they had that they had a comfortable lead. Actually, I have a weird take on that game. <laughs> like I feel like that comeback only happens if you have an offensive coordinating crew that's as simple as the Tennessee Titans. Right? Like they kept running the ball down in that game. That happened to be the only way that they could have moved the chains effectively regularly in that game, and every other team would have like kind of gone a more pass-heavy approach and likely would not have succeeded in the comeback attempt. But they kept relying on Henry, and he brought them back uh, into that game, which was weird. Tennessee defense kind of holding the Chiefs to 32, I guess, was a win. Um, did you see that thing flying over the total at all when we handicapped this game? Mahomes coming back. We weren't really – I think our take was we weren't really sure on what we'd see from the Titans. And I, I guess at that point, why did we why did we doubt the Titans against that defense? I feel kind of dumb leaving that one off now. So, yeah, there was 60-some points. Yeah, and uh, they got a they, – they moved the ball with ease on the ground. Henry had, what, 200 yards and two touchdowns today? Yeah. This was like the perfect matchup for him. And even still down 10, I was like, I, I left it off because I was literally like, well, look, if they're down 10, they can't just keep trying to feed Henry. And <laughs> but, they that, will. but they did. 
but they yeah. did, <laughs> and that worked. So well, and in that uh, case too, like you know, you talk about teams that love to run the ball but end up scoring a lot or giving up a lot. Oh, it's almost like Minnesota we're watching right now. They they run the ball a lot, but if you run halfway up tempo, you can still score quite a few points by being and still be a running team, hmm. like or, or give up quite a few possessions. Yeah. When the game plan isn't running the ball just to keep play keep away, when it's that's your your identity and that's your offense. We're not pulling a Redskins yeah. like we're going to murder the clock. Yeah. <laughs> no, and I yeah, like I don't I don't think I didn't watch a ton of that game. I got to go back and watch that, but I don't think that was their their outlook was hey we're just going to murder the clock and keep it away because they didn't do a very good job of that. Right. Right. Um, hmm, okay. I don't really know what to make it. Kansas City. Next week they go to uh, Estadio Azteca, Mexico City, taking on the Los Angeles Chargers. And uh, Chargers season is over after losing on Thursday Night Football, but they get a long time to prepare for this one. Uh, it's not. A, a, I don't know what to make. I don't know what to expect of the crowd. Uh, probably more Kansas City fans flying there than Chargers fans would be the operating assumption. Um, I think we see 53 points. That's the highest total on the board. That makes sense. 53 and a half. That wasn't a touchdown, was it? Are you watching? That was a pass. That had to be a pass. Take that off the fucking board, you clowns. The rest, I don't know what to make of the rest this week. Uh, my tinfoil hat, my tinfoil five minutes on the rest this week. Uh, we talked about this on Thursday. They absolutely, uh, issued some sort of pass interference memo this week to the refs to kind of inspire them to call softer pass interferences. I, I suspect that at least that was what I saw the way the game was officiated this week. Um, and I would look specifically at, um, we talked about, I saw it on Thursday night. I think we saw it in a number of games today. That was just uh, some cheap pass interferences. And, uh, uh, in the, especially in that Tampa Bay Arizona game at the very end of the game, that was just, you know, questionable, soft call, soft call, makeup, makeup, no call. Why not now? You know, like that was a bizarre uh, way that that all went down. I thought Arizona kind of got cheated out of a win that they should have had. Um, yeah, nobody felt good about that game. If you back Tampa, you didn't get a cover. If you have, you know, if you have Arizona regular season win total, every week is such a grind for you. Whether mm-hmm. you're which, whether you're over or under the five, five and a half. Every week it feels like, you know, besides a, there's been a couple ugly ones. But they've had a few games where they've been in it, and it just hasn't turned out. Do you have any interest in uh, Arizona at 13 and a half against San Francisco? We just saw these teams play in Arizona on Thursday Night Football. Arizona matches up fairly well to move the ball against the San Francisco defense. The San Francisco defense, by the way, kind of potentially low-key, especially having lost Quan Alexander, kind of fits the mold that the analytics community loves to beat the drum of defense is not necessarily predictive. Like, you can't take a good defense over the first eight games of the season and, and extrapolate that they will continue to perform as a good defense over the last eight games. Um, and, yeah, I, I, go back yeah. To the, uh, I go back to the Patriots. Oh, Patriots-Rams, and then who, who, was the, who was the AFC title game that year? Patriots, uh, Chiefs. Patriots, Chiefs, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, and basically anything anything against anybody that entire playoffs, and they showed this stat ad nauseum, how quick Brady was getting the ball out. 
and it's not like the Patriots are the only smart team in the league. Other teams realize this when they, I think, you know, if you watch the Rams and the Niners game, you realize like, well, man, if we hold the ball too long, we're not going to have a good day. Like this, this pass rush is going to get home. Like, and they're not even blitzing. So we have to, we have to be looking for shorter stuff. We have to be looking to get rid of it quicker. And that's kind of Arizona's MO. So you're right. It is a good matchup. I'm going to look, I might just take that even on the road. It's a potential flat spot for San Francisco because San Francisco, you know, they've beaten this team once, kind of with their hand tied behind their back. Uh, And it'll be short rest. Short rest for them, and they got Green Bay next week. But we got they got to play with Aaron Rodgers. Sandwich spot between two former. Sandwich spot. Two former Super Bowl champions instead playing a. A team you just beat. Yeah, fourth place in the. In the Big Twelve, coach, thirteen and a half points seems like too much. I'm probably going to get involved yeah. in the Cardinals this week. Let's fire! Boy, that's the only that side. That, that one's going to feel so side. icky. Why? I feel like we're thirteen and a half. I know, but it feels like it's going to be in doubt at the end. Well, it, it, it would be it would be fitting for me to lay the points with the Niners in Arizona, convinced that home field advantage doesn't matter on the week that you know. Home teams went thirteen yeah. and one against the spread, uh, and then turn around and take the points with Arizona on the road uh, and watch uh, watch thirteen and a half go up in flames. <laughs> yeah, right. No, San, I think San Francisco. Honestly, like I, I am, they are they are the fundamental canary test case here for the analytics defense arguments. Period. Period. If they're just as good over the last half of the season as they were over the first half of the season. Even in the loss of uh, of their uh, Quan Alexander, then you know, then we have to rethink that thesis. But it, you know, they, there's a decent chance that they are league average defense at best from here on in, just because of the schedule of teams that they're going to be playing is a hell of a lot more effective offenses. Oh yeah, just like you said, the tomorrow's game plus the the Packers game. Those are super important games for playoffs. If they, God forsake, they lose both of those, all of a sudden there's a wild ass race for not only the one seed, but all of a sudden the you know the NFC West is in doubt. Yeah, for sure. I, I think I honestly think that this manifests. I w- I won't be surprised whatsoever if we look up and we're like, wow, they're we're back to a, a three way race in the uh, in the NFC West again, and, um, and a four team race for the number one seed. Yeah, it's it does seem reasonable. Um, kind of fun. I'm cheering for that now. Arizona. Uh, it will make football a hell of a lot more exciting in uh, November, December. That's for damn sure. Um, the, I guess the only, yeah, the only other thoughts I really had uh, about the slate coming up. Uh, looking up and down the card here, I think Indy gets back on track this week. I'm hopeful for set plays. Uh, I think you can get you're getting them at a pretty cheap price against Jacksonville. I think we've seen the end. I mean, we're, we're going to probably see what's his face, Nick Foles, big Dick Nick's probably coming back to town, right? Yeah. And and uh, but Jags in general, like their season's done. Uh, Indy still has hope, but they still have the better coach in this one. Um, they played pretty poorly today against Miami, but. I want to hang a lot of that on Hoyer. Did you watch much of that game, or do you have any general takes on Andy? Yeah, Hoyer was a little sketchy, and Miami continues to play hard for some reason. <laughs> the best part of the highlight of that game, because it was a shitty game to watch, shitty game to be involved in, 
the highlight of that game clearly was uh, Fitzpatrick getting his ass wrong. Like, he got his bell rung hard, and they made him do uh, uh, concussion protocol, and he was not having it. I don't know. It's, it was like watching my five-year-old argue about going to bed. Like, you're, you're not going to win. The ref's going to be like, oh, okay. Just this one time on TV, I'll just say, all right, okay. go in. You're right, fine. fine. You, you, oh, okay, fine. You convinced me. But, no, that was, a, that was an ugly game all around. Indy had their chances. That, that one might sting. That would sting later in the year when they're looking at playoff positioning. It very much is. Do you think, think they bounce back against hardly, Jacksonville, or do you want yeah, me? Do I you think, want to stay away from that one? I think they bounce back. I'm not sure. I want to lay those points. I guess we got to confirm for citizen because I'm not getting involved in that's, the Hoyer game. Yeah, that's the other part. As far as um, this week, I did not watch yeah. a second of the Jets Giants game. It came up oh, on Reddit. I was going to ask you about that. I was not involved. I I don't know what to make of the Jets right now. Um, the rest of the games that we didn't touch on, I think that might be all of them. Yeah. No, I think so, we hit them all. Um, we'll hit this uh, Sunday nighter at halftime here, and Monday night we already talked about this cap by nauseum. Hopefully, you listened to last week's Sunday pod and got on the uh, the cheap over with us. Now it's up to forty eight. Yeah, whoo! That's going to be a nice CLB win. Um, hopefully that matters. Hopefully that means something. Uh, what do you think of? Um, oh, I guess is looking- a ten point favorite. Yeah, that one just stay away. I'm not getting involved in any Cincinnati nope. games from here on. None. No thanks. Um, <clears throat> give me some gut feels on some of these low totals, and then I have one final game that we need that I'd like a, a preliminary cap on from you. Um, under Washington, yeah. 37 and a half. Is that too low? They are fully capable of milking that one. Yeah. How about under 39 for Buffalo and Miami? Yeah, I don't think uh, I don't think Miami will have the offensive success they had. You can say like, oh, they had offensive success. Like they they'll have even less against Buffalo. Buffalo can stop them, um, and uh, over, Buffalo will not be passing against that defense. That'll be rough. Over thirty eight and a half for Denver, Minnesota. What kind of number is that? That seems like a really, really, really bad number. Thirty eight and a half. That I guess they're gonna that one doesn't pitch a shutout. Yeah, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Um, how about uh, they're they're on buy, right? Yeah. Who is Denver's coming Denver, off of a yes. buy? Yeah, yeah. Uh, how about uh, the under forty one in the Rams Chicago? Two teams that can rush the passer, two quarterbacks that aren't great under pressure. Who's scoring in this one? The, the defensive ends. <laughs> yeah, like, okay. that you're right. That feels like an under, and if it goes over, it's because of not one, not two, but three defensive touchdowns. Maybe I'll do this week. <laughs> yeah. Okay. How about um, final final cap then for next week before we get there? You got any early thoughts on New England Philly? Yeah, it's New England's a minus three and a half point favorite. That seems silly. Their total is forty five and a half. That seems overable. Um, does is Philly alive in this game, or does New England bounce back after that tough loss against the uh, Ravens? I feel like it's a bounce back. Yeah. Okay. Like, uh, New England. We said New England's offense isn't that good, and maybe maybe the Ravens' offense or defense is. You know, it's not what it used to be, but New England's offense is better than that. And if there if there's a team that can finally exploit Philly. It's a smart coach, a smart a smart staff like you have in New England. And I don't have to tell anybody that they have a smart staff. Philly, 
I mean, would they score 22 against Chicago? They looked kind of bad in the second half against Chicago. They team, even at home, they're going to get they're going to get beat. Let's see what they had for. I mean, just rushing total. I guess Howard had a nice day. Yeah, they're going to have to run the ball effectively against Philly against New England. That's where I'm scared of the over because I think Philly is going to struggle to pass and they're going to have to rely on the run game. And if they do get in this game and they score, it's going to be long drives based on short pass and both sides. It's going to be a lot of that, but I mean, New England does it better. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't take the points even at home with, with uh, Philly here. Okay. All right. I can check. I can, I can get on board with that. Um, all right. Let's touch base again on uh, Wednesday and circle back on all these. Looks like a lot of totals on my card. Only obvious uh, play at the early stages here. It looks like grabbing the points in Arizona for me. I think 13 and a half is pretty, pretty ridiculously fair. I don't. I think that that thing is going to be like eleven, eleven and a half. When next time you look up, um, of course, a lot of that will depend on how San Francisco looks on Monday Night Football in Seattle. Kind of think that they're. I kind of, I kind of think. I'm willing to risk it. I'm willing to risk that it isn't a, a Niners blowout. I think that's probably the least likely outcome yeah. on Monday because night. Because that's Don't the you? only way we. That's the only way say, way we see this get to fourteen and a half or. Close, yeah, close game either way feels like most likely outcome by far. Um, Niners running away with it seems very, very unlikely. I don't think we see like Niners versus Browns the last time we saw Niners on Monday Night Football. I don't think it's going to be that out of those kind of games. All right, let's wrap it up. Good job by you. And I will talk to you at halftime of this uh, very high-powered offensive game here in Dallas. A lot of touchdowns being scored. Not great for my under, but uh, we'll re- we'll we'll uh, we'll reset this at half. Talk to you then. All right, see you.